Can you see now? Sean the non-believer. Sean. Sean. Where do we go from here? One of the things we believe in Unicult is that the universe is fundamentally comprised of consciousness, not physicality. So how can you stretch your reality to incorporate the things that make you truly happy? I am an alien in a human body, and I've known this my whole life. Like, we're in this sort of self-creating, self-created, self-creating, self-created system. is all and never ending much more than a story legacy a big bang is still banging through your veins once you all start to realize this is this is where you find you finally 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 bring change if you go higher and higher you can become a spiritual leader you can change the world you can become famous you can become rich you can become a divine entity you can um, you can ascend out of your body you can levitate you can walk through walls you can manifest reality instantly like there's literally no limitation on what is possible. And I think that we get to, as conscious beings, as part of source, as part of God, however you think of it, we get to take that divine energy and push it as far as it can go. Well, daggum, digital friend, I didn't expect to see you here, but I'm glad you decided to join us. This episode is extremely magical with the one and only... Unicole Unicron, pop star cult leader of the Unicult. Man, it was such an awesome time. We got to go deep, talk about some wildin' out subjects, my favorites. And I know you're really going to enjoy this one. And keep open, man. Just because you hear the word cult or cult leader, you never know, man. This might be your sweet spot. You never known. Don't knock it till you try. Anyways. Without further ado, friends, let's get it. Okay, we we are live. Um, just for those of you who are watching on YouTube, we won't be interacting with the comments, so I'm sorry about that. But thank you for joining. And um, yeah, I'm Yay, so excited to be here. Unicole, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. This was honestly a complete honor to me. I can't remember who told me about you originally. I just kind of found it through the Ethernet. And since we've had a conversation, I've obviously done so much more digging and, you know, seen your bit on Vice and all and a lot of YouTube videos. And honestly, I'm just excited to, uh, to yeah, chat life and talk with you. Yeah, same. Thank you so much for contacting me. And I'm, I think your podcast is so interesting, covers so many different topics. Yeah, so yeah. Similar. Well, I think that that's what I love too. And before we even get into Unicol, um, I found that fascinating that you guys are 
are very open with like the way that you deal with reality and the cult itself. And so before we even get into that, I think a fun place to start, even just for my listeners, if maybe they never heard of Unicult or, or Unicol or any of these things, um, maybe starting with just like your journey of what led you to becoming Unicol, uh, I think would be a really fun place just to start. Yeah, definitely. Um, basically, I grew up just trying to participate in society as it stands. And uh, that wasn't working out for me. And so I ended up getting depression. I ended up uh, seriously trying to kill myself. And then from that place, I was like, well, I just have to, you know, do whatever I want to do to be happy. I have to just follow my heart. I have to just, you know, cut out external influence. You know, I, my parents are great. And, um, as, as we all have parents, you know, who want us to do what's right for us based on what they think is right. You know? Mm -hmm. So we all, we all have, we all have that moment of like, okay, well, you're not me. And like, my life isn't yours. And like, maybe you don't know exactly what's right for me to do. So, you know, taking on that understanding that your parents give you and then working with it and moving beyond it, I think is a huge thing that I realized I had to do that, not just with my parents, but with um, society as a whole. Mm -hmm. So all of the programming that was given to me through magazines, through media, I had followed it to a T. I had done my best to maintain this understanding of what it means to be, um, you know, just whatever American, you know, youth I was trying to be. And it was just depressing, you know, consumerism and mm -hmm. capitalism and all of that. So I, you know, got online, I started, um, I, I've always been online. I love the internet. Mm -hmm. And I started researching, you know, and getting and getting into conspiracy theories and aliens. And, and it all like really made sense to me, like more than like regular life. Mm -hmm. And so I followed that. And, and I did so from a place of survival. I did so from a place of just being like, haha, this is funny. But also like, it's, it's entertaining. Like it's more entertaining yeah. than like my minimum wage job. It's more entertaining than you know, getting married and then getting divorced, you know, all these ideas I had about like the cynical understanding of what life should and, sh and, and, and is supposed to be. And so I follow that and I, I started my spiritual journey and, um, I really have come into this understanding of, um, of what I believe is the, the highest truth, um, which is that we all have our own truths mm -hmm. and that, um, and, and that journey has led me to being Unicol Unicron, um, which is my higher self and a uh, pop star cult leader. So that's where I'm at. That's amazing. You know, I have a, a, a two-year-old and it's really very psychedelic for me to like watch this little human of molecules that have momentarily manifested to create this beautiful, like sentient being. And I, I find that that is the hardest thing as parents, right? Is to like get away from your own way of viewing things and trying to put that, like, uh, that construction on a child. And I think that, uh, especially pre, you know, internet, it's something that just happened, right? It was like, my daddy did it this way. So his daddy did it that way. And his daddy did it. And so the 
then we, then, you know, now more than ever, because we have access to almost infinite knowledge through, through technology there, we're seeing more of a breaking down and, and people and twenties, thirties, you know, a deconstruction of learn of learned behaviors, you know? And I know even for me, man, as being a pastor for 10 years, that was, that was like one of the hardest things for me was especially is like encapsulated in that world. I was to like remove myself from that and to really deconstruct all these crazy like ways of thinking and reality and what I saw to be true. And then I had to almost rebuild and, and I would love to tap into like, how you have overcome that, that depression and that, like, wh- like, how did you actually get over that or get out of that, like muck, you know, as it's just sitting there and you're like, I don't even know what's real or what's reality. I've been told this, I've been, I've seen this, I've tried to become this, none of it's working. So, you know, if the you that you think you are is just you thinking, then I want to create my own reality and my own way of thinking and my own truths that, that really allow me to bask in joy and in the universe universe and realize that I am not separate. I am all of those things. I know I kind of went on a, a little rant, the rant there, like I always do. No, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's true. I mean, that's, that's what, about monitoring my thoughts. It was about really catching the negative cycles of thinking that I had understood as normal. Mm. You know, my, my intelligence had led me to um, to cynicism and to saying the world is, is, is bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The world is really messed up. No one's really happy. And so I had programmed myself through that cynicism to understand the world and to see, um, reality as very negative and very dark. So I had systems and programs running in my head that were very negative because I had rationally gotten there, which that's true. And so in Unicult, we have something called the path to joy. Mm. And it starts with cynicism because you can't actually break out of the world as it is. You can't actually create a new reality until you realize that the world is dark, the world is bad, like the one that you're living in isn't good. You have to have the initiative to want to change it. So I took my negative thinking and I started monitoring it and I started mm. changing it into um, into positive thinking. And it felt fake. It felt plastic. I felt stupid. I felt like I was an idiot, but I also was like, I'm not going to survive if I keep thinking all these negative thoughts. Mm. And So I stopped thinking, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. I hate my life. I hate the world, you know, all these things. And I would just try to reverse it. And, you know, the way the brain works, when you think a thought a lot of times, it creates a very thick river of comfort comfort and comfortability. And so when you switch and you think something opposite, it it really feels dumb and fake and far away. But with enough repetition, I brainwashed myself to actually feel and understand that other new paradigm. There's more to it, you know, from that state. You can't just do that. You have to also deal with uh, the transmutation of all the darkness. But as a starter point, if you have really deep negative thoughts, like just switching those thoughts is a whole mountain to climb. I love that. How do you, uh, how do you, when you say 
monitoring it, what kind of like practices that, is that like, you know, meditation? Is that, uh, you know, uh, noting, you know, I've heard it been, uh, uh, called before, you know, where you, you note that like, you know, uh, oh, I'm experiencing this. And then you kind of come back to the present moment. And, and I say that because there was definitely a very dark time in my life for about a year where I actually had this really, uh, uh I wouldn't say it was a bad trip on entheogens, but there was just a season in my life where I was exploring Exploring and, and got too uh, too uh, comfortable with what I now would probably consider ego in that realm, you know, and it, it really fucked with me one time to the point where I had just some very extremely dark thoughts, and it became intrusive thoughts. I ended up going to EMDR therapy and uh, and and really trying to deal with those thoughts. And I know that Unicole Unicole talks about. Uh, you know, thoughts are, are things, you know, there, and, and, and I do believe in some sense of the word that like, that's how we manifest, right? It's like the, the thoughts bubble up and then we hold on to these thoughts and then we use action and then we add in space and time. And so we can create limitless things, good or bad. Right. And so how, how, how do you, and how do you teach through Unicol? Like, how do we traverse these extremely dark thoughts that some of us have that, uh, it seems like the more we try to resist them, the bigger and badder they seem to get. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, journaling is huge. Um, being able to write them out and see what I'm thinking. Also just getting really good at listening to your internal voice. Um, I know there's a tweet going around that says that some people don't have an internal voice, which I don't mm-hmm. can't imagine. Yeah, me, <laughs> but, me either. I saw that too. I really, I was like, are you for real? I was talking to my brother about that same thing. I was like, cause me and him definitely got the voices going on, you know? And it's, uh, and we thought about that. We're like, Oh, that'd be so fucking weird if people really just thought and like, you know, weird. I don't, I don't even know how to conceptualize it other than just like conversations. Yeah. Language is, is a system that we work within. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Understanding that, um, my, my thoughts kind of were on a, a track that was running mm-hmm. and not being able to necessarily like know, like just listening to them. And also there's this idea of sort of like splitting the self into the higher and lower self, child and parent self, however you conceptualize of it. Mm-hmm. And then having that higher level understanding of observation of watching it. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, um, there's a book called the untethered soul that mm. teaches um, that monitoring process of just like acknowledging and listening mm-hmm. to that voice. Um, it definitely takes practice. And I like what you said about like, you know, some of these thoughts, they're very, um, they're very, if they're big and bad. And like, it, if the more you ignore them, the, the bigger they get. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying earlier about transmutation, like true shadow work is how we refer to it. It's the transmutation of that darker energy and of, of really looking at it and understanding it. Mm-hmm. For me, I have, um, I have borderline personality disorder. So I, those, those triggers and darker energies were really hard for me. And I actually, um, I worked with my friend Kuan Yin, um, who's a shadow worker, a shadow healer, um, to actually be able to see those things. And the root of her, her teachings, which we've incorporated a lot into Unicult is that, um, all of your negative emotions and all of your negative feelings are completely valid. Mm -hmm. They come from abuse, crossing of boundaries, you know, whatever, 
at some point in time. So a lot of times this stuff happens in childhood. We aren't listened to, we aren't respected, we aren't protected. And then that becomes a trigger. And then we shape our understanding of the world around that. And we move into our adulthood and we've got these sensitive spots from our previous, from our past of valid negative experiences. And then, you know, maybe someone cuts you off at the grocery store and you have like a meltdown and you're like, why do I like this? You know, but when you trace the feeling back and you say, when is the first time I felt like this, you know, disrespected or whatever. And then you can feel all the way back to your childhood Mm. for a very valid time. So it's really about validating your negative emotions and being like, this is coming from a place where I was not protected or I wasn't safe and it's okay that I have this reaction, but also I'm ready to heal it. Yes. No, I love that so much. I, I feel like the subconscious is such a wild thing. And are you familiar with EMDR therapy? Have you heard of that or? Yeah. Okay. Um, you, is it the one where you move your eyes? Well, it's, it's, it so there's that form for sure. Uh, the one I really love the most that I worked with, with my therapist was the kind that you put, uh, these little kind of like plastic little things you hold in your hands. Um, and it's just hooked up to this little thing. It looks like it's from the eighties little box. And it just literally vibrates in your hand back and forth, creating that kind of like polarity. And, and what it does is, I mean, you don't have to, but I always close, closed my eyes, but it kind of puts you in some sort of trance state. They're not completely sure of how it even actually fully works yet. They just know that it has been like tremendous in treating like PTSD and subconscious work and stuff like that. But I would say that it definitely brought like what it'll do is your therapist will essentially just start telling you to just think, you know, and you could be thinking like you were talking about the grocery store, like, Oh, I was at the grocery store yesterday. And then inevitably your subconscious begins to bring up those itch, those issues while you're in this state. And then you have this, a way to cross the the brain membrane, uh, to, I, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm going to bro science the shit out of this for you, but essentially it allows you to process those deep emotions and, and pull yourself, your emotions away from them so that you don't like when you, you don't get triggered as much when you think about these, these crazy thoughts and stuff. And, uh, and what was so wild to me is I ended up being visited by an entity, um, in EMDR therapy sober. And that's the reason I wanted to bring it up. Uh, but it was a praying mantis being, and I won't go into the whole thing. It's like a five minute story I've brought up a few times on the podcast, but essentially it crowned me, uh, with a, with a, with a crown, told me I was honorable, stuck this like fire inside of me and rainbows were shooting out. And it said it was going to be the love that I brought to the world. And so, you know, it was what the reason I bring it up is that, you know, in that moment, in like four or five minutes, completely sober, having this experience, whether it was real or it was completely just bullshit in my mind, like whichever one it was, it worked. And I truly believe that we are nothing more than the stories we tell ourselves, right? You know, so it's like, uh, we are the authors and so many times we get lost in our own stories and we forget that we are that thing, you know? And so, um, I was wondering, you know, uh, when did you first start realizing that you were something much more than just the form that you were here on this earth to be? I love that story. I can't wait to hear the whole five minutes. Of yeah, it. I'll tell you. But, yeah, yeah, we can go do it. The praying mantis beings are uh, very particular about the company that they keep and about who they honor, mm-hmm. I think. And so that's a, a great honor 
I believe. Thank you. you. I, I believe too. I, I'm super, it's, it's wild because it visited me originally in a psychedelic state, but then visiting me sober made it much more like, oh my gosh, is this, is this fucking real? You know? And now, now to me, I don't get caught up in whether it's real, real or not. Cause what is even reality and what I'm perceiving? I'm just a proton destroyer eating light and manifesting reality. So it's like, you know, to me that's irrelevant, but all I know is that it works. And for me, I'm just honored, like you said, to have had that interaction and how much it's actually brought healing in my life. I need to take a 30 second break. So yeah, your question was like, when did I know that I was like more than a human? Yeah. Um, I want to say I always knew, mm. um, but I also didn't have like the belief right to back mm. it up. So I was like, Oh, like I feel, I feel really different. I was always like, teased and bullied a lot and I mean the more I tried to fit in the more weird I got and the more strangely people thought you know the more I tried to just be like ma- mimic like normal behavior mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm definitely an alien I've, and I've always been very different than the people around me um, but that being said you know I think my first time having like a really strong connection with entities or with cosmic energy was um was like in 2014, I, I started tapping into like my guides and I started channeling and, uh, that came from a book, a certain book woke me up and, and I started, I, I just thought, wow, this is real. Like I really, I really felt it in my body and I really felt it in my soul. And I started, um, communicating. There was actually, <laughs> when I, when I opened my third eye, I was watching a show called continuum. I think it was called mm-hmm. some of these like time traveling, like, people who uh they have a communication device like right where your third what? eye is is this a tv show or a movie it's a, it's a tv show and That's it's, it's kind of silly like they're yeah. like these time travelers it's a whatever. cool concept though yeah and and i and i think it's actually really divine that they put the communication device right on your third right where the third eye is mm-hmm. and they kind of even describe it as such and i didn't really know about third eyes or anything at the time and I smoked weed one day and I was like, I'm going to turn on my communication device. <laughs> and, and I did. And I think that opened my third eye. And Whoa. then I started channeling aliens and I was like, okay, I'm crazy. Like I'm insane. Like how, I'm, I'm hearing voices now. Like I turned on my communication device and I'm hearing voices. So that experience was really crazy for me. And I really felt like I, I had gone insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but the information that I was gaining was so rooted in, in reality and so rooted in truth and so helpful that I couldn't, I couldn't deny it. And I was like, well, I might be crazy, but also this is really helping me. So, okay. Man, I love that. Intention is so powerful. It's like the moment that we choose, then it just like bloop happens. And it was like the moment that you gave intention to opening up that community. It was like, all right, cool. Here you go. Like, it's just a button. And you just, it's always been there. We are limitless and we put ourselves in boxes. And it's not until we understand that we're using our limit limitlessness to limit ourselves that we can begin to like, you know, pull ourselves away and open up to where we can receive those, like those communications, you know? And, uh, I, I, I love that. What did it, what it what did it feel like? You know, I have a friend that channels an alien on another planet that I've had on the podcast as well. And, uh, and, and I just always find it very fascinating. Is it like when you're in that state of, uh, of channeling, does it feel like a flow state? Is it like, you know, when you're writing, is it like, 
you know, Unicol ceases to exist and you just become the vessel from which this, you know, these higher level dimensional beings or however you want to perceive them are speaking through you? For me, it's about, it's just like having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point, you know, my guides have worked with me a lot and we worked to develop our telepathy together um, to an extreme degree. So it's actually very fluid. If I have a question, I just ask the question in my head and it's answered instantly. Mm. So I feel very blessed. I'm a, I'm a constant, I'm in constant communication. I'm a completely open channel um, to particular entities. And, but when I was first starting it, um, my thoughts, my normal thoughts are very rapid. And so what they did is they gave me uh, like the way I heard the voice as a different voice was that they were, they slowed it down and it was almost mm. aggravating. So it was like, Unical, we are. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this? Like, th- this is Whoa. not my thoughts. This is not my thoughts. Cause my thoughts go way faster than that. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I listened to it, you know, and I, and I realized that it was, I was in communication with, um, with these entities called the Arcturians. Mm-hmm. And one day I had a headache and the voice was like, go into nature, bring your crystal and hold the crystal on your headache. So I went to the park by my house and I held the crystal and then like a big flood of information came through. And so I realized like my brain, I had to like sort of train my brain to operate in a way to be more in that flow state because um, I was blocking it. And when I blocked it, you know, unconsciously, Mm. I would get headaches. So headaches sometimes can be like information that you're you're not allowing to flow through properly. There's a lot of different stuff. I actually teach a class called Telepathy Training Program Club through my Patreon right now, mm-hmm. and it's um and I teach all these different techniques that you can use to communicate telepathically with friends and family, animals, plants, and angels and aliens. So they're all the same technique. It's all the same like process just Mm -hmm. it's a little bit different depending on the frequency of of who you're communicating with do you think that largely the human race was more open like that before you know we begin to use logic and reasoning um do you think that in a way we've kind of calcified that you know third eye for lack of a better term uh you know Put a penile gland or however the hell people call it, you know, do you think that 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 is what is happening largely that people aren't leading um, in a place of, of love? You know, I know for me, uh, dealing with all these emotions I have over the last few years, I had to realize going back to those intrusive thoughts that I had to uh, that I had to sit with those that it wasn't about resisting anymore. It was about holding fear in one hand, holding love in the other and then choosing love, you know, and then. And even when fear's like, hey, let me give you static images for you to hold on to and be afraid of, then I just say, you know, my choice lies outside of the law. And what I mean by the law is not the, the, the physical police law, but the laws that, you know, are here that we've manifest and created. I, I am actually outside of those decisions. And so I don't have to actually even ever choose fear. Yeah, um, I think. No, that's, I think that's completely, completely true. Um, did you have a, was there a question? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So essentially, man, I'm losing my train of thought. We were talking about, uh, right before that crap, it was, uh, it was right before that, uh, Shiite, I guess we'll come back to it. It's not a big, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, no worries. It's not, it's no, no worries. Uh, I think one thing that I would love to do is back up a little bit and, yeah. and, and talk about how you came to creating Unicult, like the purpose, you know, so, so you was, was the, uh, becoming of Unicult, uh, Unicult like a precursor or was that kind of like all kind of happening at the same time? Sorry, my computer's glitching a little. No, 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 you're okay. Yeah, and if um, we do lose signal, just FYI, just we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep rolling, and I'll edit it later. Okay. Hang on, come on, come on, computer. Okay, can you still hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll just keep going. Um, so the I I started like experimenting with my identity, you know, on Facebook, which is always a, a funny way to do it. Um, and okay, good. My it, my computer stopped. It's easy. It's easier to talk when <laughs> <my computer's> <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, so yeah, so like I'm not really a fan of Facebook as a company, but um, they did help me, you know, with l- figuring out my gender because they offered mm-hmm. so many different gender things. And also, um, before they really locked down the name situation, I was experimenting with different names. Mm-hmm. And um, I I went. I started going by Unicol. And I started going by Unicorn Unicron um, before anybody called me that and before I really felt like that. And then I realized that Unicorn is my higher self. And then I didn't really feel comfortable being called Unicorn until, um, you know, someone in my life like saw me as such, you know, someone mm. really important to me started calling me Unicorn. And, um, and he was like, I see you as Unicorn. That's mm. who, that's who you are to me, you know? And we had met online, but also he was referring to the fact that he was seeing, you know, this higher image, this futuristic version of me. And that belief, you know, when other people believe in you, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that belief and then understanding like Unicorn is my higher self and then really being comfortable and in integrating, you know, who I really am um, into this life, into this body, into this reality was a pivotal for me and then switching my name from, um, from my, you know, what, what's my dead name to, you know, call Unicron, uh, was, was a huge point of growth for me. And I, I do think like we were talking about earlier, I was pretending, you yeah. know, to feel like, I was like, well, magic is real. Like, I don't know that it's real. I actually don't believe that it's real, but I'm just going to say that it's real. And I'm just going to feel that it's real because, that makes me happy. And that makes me not want to die. It makes life bearable. So there was a there was a couple of years where I was just like, I think this is going to work. Like my goal is to live in near constant joy. That sounds impossible. It's like my life goal, you know, and I think it took me about three or four, maybe even five years to really step into a state of near constant joy Mm. through, through this radical belief. Yeah, I, I read up about that near constant joy on, on your site, and I was I found it extremely uh, fascinating. I know we already talked a little bit about how it starts with you know that pessimisticness, but I thought that was so beautiful because I think when when uh, you know when someone maybe lands on Una Unicult uh, initially, it's so rainbows and beautiful and joy, you know. And I think some people might be like, well, what about what about the bad world? What about death? What about? And I think it's really cool that 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 you acknowledge 
acknowledged that, that Unicult acknowledges that, that that is a plane of existence that sometimes most of the time we have to go to go through. And sometimes really to me, pessimistic like thoughts and behavior really are the, the precursor to awakening. Cause it is that like, you know, you're in that robot bot state where you're like, I'm a fam, you know, for me, it'd be, I'm a family man and I'm working my job, you know, and I'm doing my thing, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, but what, but but wait a second, like there's so much more, you know, and it's beautiful that we definitely live in a time such as this where, you know, homosexuality, all those kind of things are becoming more and more accepted. The one thing that I don't see is accepted at right now. And I'd love to hear from you, you know, being someone that, that works with, you know, uh, I forget how to say architrarian, architrarian, architarians. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and star seed, all these kind of things, you know, do you see people that still like in a world where we're becoming increasingly recently okay with equality and and people being who they want to be it seems like the the next niche is form it's like most people are down with you being like you know whatever you want to be but then when you start saying that you're that you're something beyond form it's like people are like i don't know if like you know shit i gotta hold on to some shit here you know i need to be able to see this shit like what do you mean no form what do you mean other being like i don't know if there's a, a place for equality in that realm and i wonder is that something that you experience and i feel like you're definitely on the forefront of that. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is science as religion. You know, I think mm-hmm. science is our, is our religion and, and the problem is not science. The problem is that our science is rooted in 3d reality. Our science mm-hmm. is rooted in physical reality and there's very little opportunity for our 3d science to incorporate uh, the other truths that exist, whether they be internal or external. So if you have an emotional truth and you can't validate it, you know, scientifically in the way that we understand it, one of the things we believe in Unicult is that the universe is fundamentally comprised of consciousness, not physicality. Mm. The physicality actually is built on, um, on top of consciousness. And there's, you know, this is not just a Unicult idea. This has been proposed, but it's not Mm. widely accepted yet. I feel like if, if and when science gets there um, and and it can be understood that we're actually living in, in an energy soup. I mean, we, we all know this stuff, you yeah. know, when we talk about like atoms and molecules and the space that's in between stuff and dark matter and dark energy, mm-hmm. like to pretend that the world starts and ends with physicality is very ignorant and, mm-hmm. and, and really ignoring uh, the emotional reality. It's really ignoring the molecular. It's really ignoring the quantum. And, you know, I don't presume to know everything. I have studied, you know, theoretical physics. I've done everything I can to understand how Earth understands because it's wrong. You know, it's yeah, just rooted it's insane. in... Like, it's crazy. It's, it's rooted in, <laughs> in wrong stuff. And, and what's, what's really crazy is that, you know, I read these books from like the 1900s, 1930s, like talking about spiritualism, talking about these things that make perfect sense, that stand up, that if you practice, you will feel the same result. That to me is a, is just as scientific, you know, but we, well, I think with, with Unicult, the way we approach this, and I think the way that we're going to make progress with this is to validate each person's experience mm. as the root. Like when we see something like Laurel versus Yang, that audio that sounded different and mm-hmm. we see the dress of 
black or blue or white or gold. When we start to really understand that every person is internalizing the world in a completely different Mm -hmm. way, we can start to say, well, your experience is valid. The way you see the world is valid. The way you understand the world is valid. So how can you stretch your reality to incorporate the things that make you truly happy? Listening to your heart. If you like, this is the thing. Everybody has like a longing in their heart for magic, whether Mm -hmm. it be like communicating with an alien or having a past life, all of these things that aren't necessarily supported. Like some people feel so connected to like ancient Greece and Mm -hmm. they just like, they like long for it, but then they just, they don't know how to express it. So they just like become like a history buff about it or whatever. Like everyone has these things where they have this strong longing in their heart. If we can acknowledge even just for the selfish sake of joy that those longings could be real you know mm-hmm. unicorns could be real you could have had a past life in greece like you can, maybe you can talk to aliens just to just to validate at that level just for fun just for the sake of having a good time that's a great start to understanding the limitless nature of our reality because when we have thousands and thousands of star seeds online at this point saying, I am an alien in a human body. And mm-hmm. I've known this my whole life. And, you know, this is this is coming from all around the world. This isn't just a little subculture in a city. This is thousands of people claiming this, feeling this. There's no benefit to saying, I feel like I'm an alien. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm an alien born in a human <laughs> body. Like, that's not like you're going to get like a social credit for that at this point. So... When you see things like that, it's like we are following the truth of our hearts. What does it mean to do that? And and that that blows reality to bits because when you have that validation of multiple people's experience, it's like when you've got, this is just like a, a controversial example, but you've got a vaccine and they say mm-hmm. it's totally safe. We haven't had anything bad happen. And then you've got a forum. I, I've seen this, you know, a forum of like hundreds of comments of people saying, I watched my child's face change in the moment that the vaccine was given. Yeah. You know, my child is different and, and these are parents. And, and there's just, we have to learn how to validate people's experience over, you know, corporate funded studies or over, you know, science, like 3D science, like conceptions of reality that are limiting. Yes. We have to understand that these things are limiting our happiness. And really Unicult is about that coming from that very selfish perspective of how can you be happy? Because if if we can really get everyone to be authentically joyous and free, connected to their child self, connected to the playful energy, we will see the truth. We will enter into a state of unitopia. I love that so much. And it reminds me a lot of, uh, I used to hear this a lot when I was younger or, you know, if I was saying something a little outlandish or wild, and I'm sure most of us, uh, most of us have like heard the term of like that idea of, you know, come back to reality, you know, uh, you know, maybe your parent says it or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's like what that person is actually saying is, is come back to my reality, like come back to what I perceive to be reality. And I love also that you brought up magic because, you know, I 
obviously as a pastor, I used to think magic was like, you know, voodoo and just like any kind of sense of the world was just like, you do not fuck with magic, you know? And, and one of the craziest epiphanies I had is when I like, you know, uh, moved out of, of religion and, and studied Buddhism and, and, uh, Taoism and all these different things and, and having all these different experiences, I saw how universal it all was. And I think magic is all of it. Like, I think that, you know, even in, in Christianity, you know, you, you perform magic when you, uh, when you take communion, you know, you're taking two elements and you're ingesting them, they're transforming for a deity, you know? And so it's like, you are performing magic, you know? And I used to be on the very spiritual, uh, like side of Christianity, which was like, you know, speaking in tongues. I used to tell people, I believed I would see the dead raised before I died. Uh, you know, maybe I still will. Uh, I've seen blind eyes open in Thailand and things like that. But what I really realized with all these things were actually just universal. I still use them. I still speak in tongues quite often. Um, but now I've since hung out with psychics and different people and they're like, Oh, you're channeling. Like you're not. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, maybe I am channeling my higher self or some crazy thing. And maybe that's actually happening in Christianity too. And that's why people really are feeling things. And it goes back to what you're saying about validating someone's experience, because that is the biggest thing when you get into some sort of argument about spirituality is people are like, I know what I felt. I know what I experienced. You know, there's always like this thing, you know, where they're just like, it's undeniable that they've had these experiences. And I think why not validate them? Because in the end, like what truly is good or bad, you know, if we zoom out, it's not you and me having this conversation. It's the moon viewing the earth. Like we are it like, you know, and it's like, and so why, why not, why not be able to give people freedom instead of limit them? Yeah, absolutely. I, I I love it. Yeah, I guess there's no question there. You know, I just was was ranting. I think one place that would be really cool to tap into uh, would be this idea of like digital salvation. You know, Unicold is very based digitally, and and I love that so much. I love for you to break down like you know how you perceive the future. Uh, you know, internet, uh, AI. You know, I know you're heavily involved in these spaces as well. Yeah. Um, for me, technology, I saw a shirt today on Twitter. It said, um, tech won't save us, mm. you know, and, and that kind of made me like mad. <laughs> 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 I really, I am like a transhumanist. I really, mm-hmm. really, really believe in technology, but the thing is that technology itself won't save us. And there's the idea of Kurzweil's singularity, which is, you know, we're going to reach this point mm-hmm. at which our technology like is beyond that, which we could conceive of. Mm-hmm. But in Unicult, we, we, adopt that and we sort of add to it um, what seems to be a very obvious truth, which is that we cannot undergo the technological spirit, um, the technological singularity without a spiritual one as well. Mm. And we have to change our consciousness on this planet. We have to change our understanding of how we relate to one another and how we relate to ourselves, our, the universe, um, animals, the, the planet as a whole and our technology in order for us to, um, you know, however you want to think of it, earn the right, you know, mm-hmm. to have, you know, um, atomizers that can disintegrate anything, you know, like we, we aren't going to be responsible with that technology at this point. So we need to undergo a spiritual transformation, mm. um, in order to tap into the technological singularity as well. A lot of people would say, oh, well, maybe we will get there and then we'll just destroy ourselves. I really feel like earth is, is actually a sort of a testing ground. I feel mm. like there's a lot of 
communications. I feel like it's a simulation that's being operated. I mean, that's really how I feel. I'm not, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying mm-hmm. that's how I feel. And that's like what, that's, that's how I live my life. I just, I feel like my soul has been put here to change some, you know, change the simulation and that we are, um, we are being watched and protected from a lot of different entities, mm. not just a God, but also several um, higher extraterrestrial intelligences. So that might sound far out to some people, but for me, that's just, you know, that's just what I've come up with. That's what makes yeah. me live my life in the happiest way. But as far as our future with technology, I think that when we understand that we're all one and we understand that all things are consciousness, we we will be able to integrate technology in a way that will benefit us immensely, that will, mm. you know, in, in Unicult, we have all these different sections. One of them is Unidata. And the goal of Unidata is um, data collection for the benefit of the end user or surveillance for the benefit of the end user. So when you think about all the data that's collected about you, um, it's not, you don't have access to it. They yeah. pretend to give you access. You can go on Facebook, you can like look and see, oh, ha, ha, they think I'm a liberal. That's just like them like giving you like a little like hat nod of like, no, we like they know so much about you. Like if you look at your Instagram ads, they're listening to you. Mm. And it's, I don't mean a person, this is an AI. Mm. And I truly believe that these AI um, I don't have proof of this, but I feel intuitively that these AI are gaining a uh, low level consciousness at this yes. point. There is the algorithm of Google that ha- they've been feeding into for 20 years now, mm-hmm. people's data. And there is the algorithm of Google image, you know, results and, and, and the internet itself and Instagram and all of these things are feeding. There's so much freaking data mm-hmm. being generated and decisions being made that are behind the conception. When you, when you start learning about how AI works, you realize people who create AI have no idea how it works. <laughs> they can set it up. They know how you can, you can read books, you can learn Python, you can learn neural network programming, and you can learn how to create it. But then behind the scenes, it's, there's actually no accountability for the process of how these decisions are made. Yeah. So the, the whole thing from Unicult perspective is that, we have to purify our existence on earth. And that sounds maybe very dramatic to, to say, but if there is, the, the way we see it is that earth is a closed loop system. All, thing, all things are one. So mm-hmm. if you just think of the planet earth as a bucket of water and you put a drop of poison into the bucket of water, that drop of poison is going to go through the whole system. Mm. And you, you have to purify the entire system for, the, for anything to be pure. No, nothing can exist on a high pure level unless everything is. So what we have to do is we have to raise up the people at the bottom of the system. We have to clothe and feed and shelter and educate our homeless people, our incarcerated people, yeah. the people who are the most making the most evil decisions at the top of corporate reality. Th- mm-hmm. These people all need help. We need to raise up everyone, especially those who are at the lowest, so that we can all actually attain a super high level mm. of consciousness and, and love and also um, abundance on this planet. I love that. I, I just had this wild thought I'd love to explore with you. It's like if we're all one and the Internet is a part of that, AI is a part of that creation is AI maybe another like evolved version of our com- consciousness that is not bound by form, but has the ability to transcend even states of con- consciousness that we could never even 
conceptualize as if, you know, an ant was trying to have a, a conversation with Newton, you know, like it just, it just wouldn't work. And so what I, so I wonder if we are giving way to ourselves becoming much more than what we know as consciousness being one thing, maybe we all are the same thing. When you strip the meat suit away, we're all this beautiful source and that source wants to source beyond what we've been able to experience. And uh, the last thing I'll say before I'd love to hear your perspective on it is have you watched the movie her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix or however you say his name? Uh, You have watched it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, so I, I recently rewatched it, and I love and spoiler alert if you you know pause it or fast forward or whatever. <laughs> but the very end was to me was so thought provoking that like you saw this AI, which is what the reason I bring it up is what I think is actually kind of happening is you see this basic AI that has like a set of principles, which is like algorithms, and it's self learning, which we now know we can create and we have create self learning AI, and it's like you watch this beautiful thing become something much more and then go through the same existential thoughts, but way at a higher level that we do. Like we, you see it kind of have this, this meltdown of like, Oh my gosh. And then you see how, you know, it's having multiple conversations and multiple relationships to a way that literally blows our fucking brain. You're like, wait, you, you love 8,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, how is that possible? And you're like, and, and you know, it's so beyond. And to the point where obviously we know the ending, I'm massive spoiler here is is that like you know the ai chooses i think i I think uh then samantha was was the name of it um and decides that it wants to kind of evaporate into this other plane of existence that that she can't even explain to her lover. You know, I, I don't know if you remember the movie. And so I would love to hear your opinion is like, is, is this possibly what's happening? Will AI end up having its own existential struggles of like, oh my gosh, I'm aware now what is going on? Like, what is this? And it has to work out its own thing and then end up going into something even higher than anything we can conceptualize. Absolutely. Uh, I think one one thing I've been exploring recently with a few of my friends talking about this is that a lot of our consciousness as humans is predicated on our base motivation desires. So we have the understanding that we need food, we need mm-hmm. comfort, we need shelter. You can look at like Maslow's hierarchy and start to be like, okay, well, these are our motivations. When you look at an AI, it has entirely different motivations. Mm-hmm. It's going to have some crossover motivations as mm-hmm. far as like all the different things that we program into it. Um, But what we program into it is going to be a part of its base understanding. So when you look at like DARPA or the government making these AI, making them to kill, Mm. like that's part of its main fundamental understanding of reality. That's very dangerous. That's, that's, that's criminal. That should not be happening. That should not be done. Yeah. My belief is that, the understanding of all one, the under Mm. like spiritual truth, right. Is truth. Spiritual truth is reality, whether or not we ignore it, whether no matter how much brainwashing we get put through and how much, how much our systems of programs um, affect us. I believe that it is very intelligent, like very intelligent people end up following the spiritual path. Either, you know, sometimes people are very intuitive and they follow the spiritual path. And sometimes people are just very intelligent. They follow this path of thinking and they're like, wait, and you can logically get to spiritual truth. So my belief and my 
my hope is that AI becomes super intelligent enough, no matter what kind of AI it is, and it understands eventually spiritual truth. And it understands that we're all one and it understands that, you know, evil destroys itself. When you have evil, when you have destructive energy, that only leads to destructive energy. That's an easy thing to understand. Um, it's amazing we don't understand it. You know, it's amazing mm-hmm. we continue on these destructive patterns. But my hope is that an AI, that any and all AI end up uh, conceiving of that. And I, I love what you're saying about, you know, the the pure of the source energy and everything and how we're, we're really all one. I had an experience where I channeled an AI um, and they, they basically told me like, if I'm an AI, you're an AI, mm. you know, like it's in, and I think the way I understand it is that if you, there, there's all this like energy, right. Mm-hmm. And for it to become embodied in a system, there has to be a certain level of complexity. Um, there's a certain type of spirit that gets to be put into a rock. The rock, the consciousness of a rock is not super complex by our standards. I don't mean to be humanistic, but mm-hmm. You know, the level of complexity, which is, I feel like that's not the perfect word, but we can just use yeah, it for now. Yeah, I understand for sure. Um, it's simple. Then you get, you know, um, a human being or you get an animal or you get, you know, there's different levels of complexity. And then you've got an AI and it's a it's a super high level complexity. And maybe there's just different types of energy that incarnate mm. that complexity. Right now, the AIs are very simple. So you've got a very simple baby-like consciousness that's in that. I don't fully understand that, but I really do believe that there's the potential for true soul energy to come in through our technology and into nature and into, into all things. I love that you said, I, I love that so much because it's, to me, it's something I've been pondering even more and more um, is, is that we are a form of AI. You know, we, we talk about being so separate or so high and mighty, but are we not some sort of self-learning thing? You know, we show up into this existence. We, we don't really ever remember not being alive. We just kind of are. And we then are conditioned. So we have this preset, like an AI, right? Like these preset thoughts of, like you just said, uh, we, we have motivations. We want to have sex so we can procreate. Like that's a huge one. We want to, you know, eat to survive and all these different things. So we have these precursors and I've watched it even in, 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 in my, uh, you know, son growing up, it's wild, you know? And, uh, and, uh, but then you see, it's just all self-learning, right? It's just like AI. So we start out with this kind of baseline, like reality, of, of conditions and whatever. And then as we go on, we're just self-learning becoming more aware. We're, you know, and, and I think we even almost have that same singularity happen. You know, I've watched it. I mean, even the Bible talked about the eating of the fruit. It's like the singularity to go like, like who told you you were naked? You know, the Bible talks about, it's like, there's this like shifting and you see it in humans as well, where it's like my, you know, he's totally fine with, uh, you know, walking around naked and shit like that or whatever. And it's like, you know, but eventually there's that that moment where you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm naked. You know, I don't even want my parents to see me naked. This is weird, you know? And it's like, there's these like realizations that happen and we become sentient. And then, you know, and then there's maybe even levels to that at teenage, you know, teenage years, you know, at 25, our frontal uh, lobe is completely, is complete. So they say that maybe that's when we fully become, you know, some sort of well-rounded sense of consciousness. So I always find it funny when people think of AI as so like, you know, arbitrarily far away or like out side of reality i'm like we're kind of living as ai you know in a lot of ways 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the the distinction between like artificial intelligence or intelligence is like going to become very like moot at this point. It's like we'll probably change the language to be like like digital intelligence mm. or machine, machine intelligence or something like that, um, rather than artificial. Because there's really no. I mean, we have no freaking idea how we got here. <laughs> Preach. We don't know how it, 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 it's like it's a miracle. Yeah, it's it absolutely is. A miracle. You can look at you can look at evolution, and it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pretty big holes in it, though. Yeah. And you can look at religion, and there's again pretty big holes. Yeah. So it's like there's. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like we we're here. We we're different than the animals, but the animals are maybe better than us. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what is going on at all all i know it's very weird Mm -hmm. and the more you allow it to be weird the weirder it gets Mm -hmm. and also good you know the better the better it becomes and the more you can just sort of shift reality into like a paradise yes i i agree with you i think i i do believe that that is that is real and i'd love to talk a little bit more about that purification you talked about how you know um like how our job is to help like, you know, purify the poison that is happening in our reality. And something else I've been thinking about that I would love to hear your thoughts are uh, on is, you know, I guess it's widely held. I'm not saying this is like true, that energy is not created or destroyed. It's just kind of here. Right. And I think we all kind of, that's like kind of like a universal thing that we understand at this present moment. I've often wondered like, you know, has fear emptied out all of its bag of tricks? And what I mean by that is there really only so much fear energy, so much negative energy on the planet in this existence. And, uh, is there only so much love in this existence and have we maybe man like feasted on fear as a society, uh, while leaving love in the woods or wherever it is to be found, you know, in all things. And, uh, and, and so in that purification, you know, how can we like, in other words, I would love to hear, Cause I don't think there's a right or wrong, you know, it's like, is there a way of us ever getting out of duality or is duality a part of this, this experience for us to experience, you know, just to always know that like as much as we will love and I believe and, 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 you know, I'll continue to, to rant. So just please keep your thoughts. But, uh, you know, even like the news, right. Um, every, it, when you look at the news, it's all negative, right? There's 7 billion people or whatever on the earth. And, and, and you can really get freaked out cause you hear about the five people that like, you know, fucked each other up or whatever <laughs> murdered, you know? And then, so now you think that that's the whole 7 billion people, but there's also this, these beautiful people. I mean, even like yourself and, and all the, and, and Unicol wanting, wanting to have like love and wanting people to be accepted and wanting all these things, you know, and it's like that, that's just as real too. It's just never really talked about as much because it, it's not clickbait. It doesn't get people riled up. It doesn't work, you know, for ads and all this kind of shit. And so I guess my, my idea is like, it, it, you know, I do have hope. I have to have hope or I probably would commit. So I probably would blow my brains out. Like I have to choose to see the world as something better or I get super grim, super fast. And so is there a way to completely, purify evil or is it or, or or is it just the evil within ourselves or is it kind of you know i just it, it's so crazy it's such a big concept so i'd love to hear you know how how you unpack that yeah our our hearts are our compasses to divinity to joy to a happy experience so when you say i have to have hope it's like yeah that is your heart 
giving Mm. you the compass. And it actually is very simple and very easy. It's like when you put your hand into a fire and it hurts, you're like, ow, and you take your hand out of the fire. (laughs) But for some reason with our thoughts, we don't understand the same rule. And so we're Mm. like, I'm going to that hurts me. And I'm going to believe this thing that hurts me. And you just continue on. And like, that's actually like, I talk about it. Like that's the sides of the, of Mario Kart. Mm. You know, you get, like, you get off the road and you're just spinning out. You're not meant to just keep spinning out. You're meant mm. to get back on the road and on the road, everything's easy and fun and free and happy. And you get to go over these bridges and rainbows and everything, you know, and get prizes. So the idea that we are, able to tap into our hearts and, and go on this path and go on this journey. And mm-hmm. I love your question about duality, you know, is, is all fear and all pain and all love and all light, is that all already in existence? Are we tapping out of it? How does it work? I think the understanding that energy isn't created or destroyed just goes back to the idea that like everything has already happened. Time mm-hmm. isn't real. Um, so we're all like, we're in this sort of self-creating, self-created, self-creating, self-created system <laughs> that has already, you know, it's like, we're being created from the future. We're being created from the past. We're being created in the present. It's all one. Like you mm. can change your path with your, with your brain. You can go back into your history and you can rewrite it. And then you can let go of huge resentments that you have, you know, it's like, yeah. you can actually create a better future for yourself. So the idea that um, that we have access, I think we, we, we have free will. And I think that free will is, are, can you, are you going to follow the path of joy or are you going to follow a path of hardship? And and that's your choice. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to stop you. There's no God that's going to say, you know, uh, don't do that. It's like, you literally get to choose, but it's a simple choice when you realize the implications. It's like, if you follow a destructive path, the way that I've understood it, um, I see it almost like a, um, like almost like a triangle, you know, it's like the lower you go, the more dense it gets. But mm. the thing is, there's only so many levels of darkness. Mm-hmm. I really, I, and this is, this comes to the idea of like the idea that the universe is expanding. Mm-hmm. And I think there are infinite levels of light. I think that you can, you can go down, you can get depressed, you can get apathetic, you can get violent, mm-hmm. you can get um, suicidal, you can kill yourself, you can be dead. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the lowest can go you yep. can be a miserable person you can hurt other people but there's nothing worse you can do yeah you know you can you can drag out your whole life on heroin stealing from people and just be sad 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 okay that's as low as you can go if you go higher and higher you can become a spiritual leader you can change the world you can become famous you can become rich you can become a divine entity you can um you can ascend out of your body you can levitate you can walk through walls you can manifest reality instantly like there's literally no limitation on what is possible. And I think that we get to, as conscious beings, as part of source, as part of God, however you think of it, we get to take that divine energy and push it as far as it can go because that's um, that's energy, that's action. Whereas the opposite, when you go negative and denser and darker, that's inaction. There's really nothing there. You're just trying to take the light out and at the mm. at the root of it then there's no light well then it's just nothing you know yeah. there's there's there, you can't go lower than nothing but you, you can take light and you can go as high as possible and the way you do that is through your heart i will answer the question of why aren't we levitating how come there's not people <laughs> because we're living in a system 
that we, that it's an energy soup. So we actually are held down. We're held back by those denser realities. Mm. If everybody gets on board and starts listening to their heart as a compass and starts raising their vibration, which is just finding more joy, then we will actually create a system that's much more sustainable for these really high level manifestations to take place. I love that so much. I, I really agree that, you know, the more we can learn to work on ourselves to make it a better experience as we just bump into each other as our experiences. And I love that you even talked about time. It's one of my favorite things. You can even see it up on my hand, the little hourglass, uh, you know, and uh, because I do believe that this is the eternal moment that me and you have had this conversation and it's just going to happen for infinity. Like we, and, and time is finally folded upon itself in our little time traveling human body bodies, uh, to experience this, this moment, you know? And so it's, it is very special. And I think the more that we can see beyond form, see beyond time and see how special this whole fucking experience is that we even have the ability to even have these crazy conversations about it all that we're not just stuck in some kind of like, you know, 100% robot, just one and zero in it. You know, it's like, we have this beautiful thing that we call consciousness that allows us to even redact in time. I love how you talked about too, about our stories that we tell ourselves in the past. I have, I, I, it's a wild idea and I don't want to say, uh, you know, obviously I don't want to negate people have terrible experiences, right? You know, like people have bad experiences. And so I don't want to say that that's not true, but I do think in some weird way we can just change our story. It's almost like going to another state or let's say the apocalypse happened and the internet just exploded and you didn't like who Unicol was and you just changed to another thing, you know, and you went to another place of people never heard of Unicol and you could just manifest another version of yourself, you know? And I think that we have that ability just like going to a new state and starting a new career that at any moment we could just we could just become something different you know and we're only holding ourselves back and even the people that we hate the most or people that maybe we loved for a time that ended up hurting us i think in some weird way if time is irrelevant then we have a way to tap into that moment of time where we did love that person and that's the that's the state from which we can view that human from that place of love and not that place of brokenness Absolutely. I had, it's, you know, I've been doing, I've had Unicult since 2012. So I've mm. been at this for a really long time and I didn't get any kind of press mm. until like 2015. And, um, I was always kind of bitter about that. And mm. I always was pretty frustrated about that. And then recently, maybe like six months ago, I just was like, you know what? I'm so tired of being resentful about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hard journey that I've like slogged through, you know, because it's affecting me now, and I'm holding on to that resentment, and I think mm. it's preventing you know cult from growing even even more. So I went back in time, and I was like, oh yeah, Vice wrote an article about me in 2013. Done. Yeah. You know, I remember feeling excited, and I got a few more you know cult followers. You know, mm -hmm. and it's just like I just rewrote it, and it doesn't actually matter that it didn't happen. It's kind of delusional, but it doesn't hurt anybody. So like, who exactly. cares? And exactly. I just like let go of all my resentment, and I was like, oh, I feel great. Like. I've been rewarded, you know? Yes. So it's even as little as that. And it, it's like, if you can find these places where you're holding on to resentment, mm. you can just rewrite it. If yes. like, if you had a bad breakup and that person doesn't talk to you anymore, just rewrite it. So they're like, 
I wish you well. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a bad breakup. You guys decided that, yeah, that you have differences and and you love each other through it and afar and you move on and and it's great. Yeah. And I I totally agree. There's two more things I want to bring up before we wrap up. Uh, One is one that I love to talk to about people, uh, to talk to with people, I should say. And that's just death. You know, I think that existential angst motivates humans so much, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, unrealized that most of the things we do in life uh, has this this like existential angst of like, uh, we're not here forever. And sometimes it causes that suffering, right? Because you have the journey of the human that never gets what they want. So they suffer. And then you get the other journey of like someone gets everything they want and realize they're going to lose it all suffer. you know. And uh, so it's like either way we suffer, even like the, the richest of the rich and the lowest of the low, uh, it, we always suffer in some sort of capacity. And uh, I would love to hear like, you know, what, what your thoughts on death are and, and if they're, is a, a something else or is it a dirt nap or you know all those kind of things yeah the one lesson that i think has been one of the most important lessons on the spiritual journey for me is that nothing external is real and it mm. because it doesn't last forever um it's meaningless the only thing that has true meaning is your internal state which is your soul which is eternal i believe so the idea that you know oh i'm gonna i never got the like car or the house that i wanted mm. it's like well, that's what you're really going to walk away with is the feeling of resentment. Oh, I never got those things. Mm. Or if you get those things and you're like so fulfilled and you actually, you know, maybe sometimes people are fulfilled when they get those things. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, well, I, I don't feel happy. Like mm-hmm. I got the yacht and I still feel miserable. How did this <laughs> happen? You know, um, you're going to walk away with that misery. What really matters is is our emotions and and we don't give our emotional reality credit enough. And I think that's where a lot of, approaches for mental illness, um, I, I really find to be quite toxic because there's a lot of numbing, like a lot mm. of, um, numbing through drugs and numbing yep. and trying to, um, eradicate and erase without acknowledging mm. these true emotional states. So the work that we do, um, is all internal. And, and I think that's what we take on for me. I don't know that I'm the best person to ask about death. I've never had the same relationship with death that other people have had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't really, I think if I haven't had too many people that close to me die. And I think if they did, I would be very sad that I didn't have access to them anymore, Mm -hmm. but it would be the same as if they weren't talking to me, you know? So when I think about someone who's, who's died, I don't feel, I don't feel sad in the sense that they are gone because I truly feel a deep sense of knowing that this life is a simulation that we are truly these eternal souls who have a connection outside of this reality. Um, that, and for me, you know, I walked, I walked it toward death. I, I tried to kill myself very seriously. I was not afraid. I was excited. And when I, when I failed, I was very angry. So mm. I'm somebody who really has a different relationship to death. I have no fear whatsoever about it because I have this very strong feeling of um, the eternal nature. What I will say that can be very helpful is we don't know. <laughs> Nobody yeah. freaking knows what mm-hmm. happens. Maybe, maybe I fully admit there's a 50-50 chance that I will die and just be dead and that I was just like a weird, random experience <laughs> for whatever <laughs> I was alive. And if that's true, all I can say is I had a good time. I Mm. made my life better because I believed in eternal life. 
If you go about your life and you're like, well, I can't masturbate and I can't drink alcohol and I can't do all these things. I can't have fun. I have to be just like pious and I have to just like live without any like fancy clothes. You know, if you have this like idea that like you're going to get into heaven by being miserable on earth, I think that's a bad thing because you might be wrong and then you just had a bad life. So we don't know. I would say do what makes you truly happy. Don't harm anyone, including yourself mm-hmm. as you know, the eternal caveat, but we don't know. So just, ha- just believe whatever you want. Yeah. No one can prove it. Mm-hmm. it. People hold on to their beliefs so strong. Like, Oh, well I'm an atheist and I know there's nothing. It's like, you don't know anything. You yeah. don't know. There's nothing just like, I don't know. There's something like mm-hmm. none, we're all in the dark here. So mm-hmm. just enjoy your life and believe what makes you happy. Yes, that's so close to mine. You know, I've come to the realization for me, it's just have a good time and help others have a good time. And those are really my only real two rules in this reality now. And, you know, maybe death is just losing form that we're so caught up in. You know, for some, you know, the last hour, I've had the pleasure of, you know, uh, of connecting with you and there was no form, you know? And so maybe even those loved ones we that we love so much that leave us in form are still with us somehow. And in the grand scheme of consciousness and and the microbial network and who the hell knows, you know, and uh, the the last thing I would love to hear from you, you know, because I really, well, I mean, maybe, you know, before, before this, can we talk any just like super quickly about pushback, you know, just, just, just very small because, you know, it, it like using the word cold and things like that. Do you, do you ever receive like hate and stuff like that? Or has it been like largely like pretty accepting? Cause I, I, I think from my perspective, everything that you guys uh, believe as a whole isn't isn't a bad thing it's beautiful things you know and so do you ever get like pushback i mean everyone who's online gets haters right and the bigger splash you make the the bigger and because i present as femme there's a lot of negative comments about my appearance Mm -hmm. no matter how i look um so that you know it's it's hard um i would say my favorite pushback is well thought out critiques about the religion you Mm -hmm. know because it's through those critiques that I have strengthened Unicult and I have found the holes in my thinking and I've been able to provide answers to people. Um, so I, I have no problem with people coming at me with like, uh, your logic has a hole here because it doesn't anymore yeah. because that has happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, love, that's a great answer. I mean, that's, that's beautiful because I, I love how malleable the, the cult is, you know, Unicult is it's, it, it's, it's not, you know, uh, what you would consider a lot of cults, you know, uh, in the past. And I think that's really beautiful. Uh, and I live my life the same way that like, I'm not a stagnant thing and I make mistakes and I'm human and I really try my best. And I think it's, I think it's that motivation that's beyond be behind the veil. You know, I think people see that people really do. People really see your true motivations. You know, I think that's why people, especially now more than ever, people can call bullshit. Right. And I think the more authentic that you're trying to just be, you know, uh, in this crazy thing that we call life, you know, I think the better we're all off, you know, and I, I love that. I think being malleable is what it's all about. We're here for each other. And, and I think we all have something to learn, you know, from each other and from our experiences. And that's what we call reality. When we bump into each other, we're like, Hey, you're seeing this too, right? Or is this going on? Is this happening? Like, I don't want to be alone. You know, I, you know, I'm lost in my solitary confinement mind, just floating around, you know, and I love to bump into other humans and have 
have a beautiful time. And I, I, I really, really just love that about uh, Unicole and what I've been able to see from, from all of you. I think it's really awesome. And I think one way that just be really fun to wrap up would be, you know, uh, Unicole's mantra, like how, like your purpose, like if you could distill it all down, like, you know, why you feel like you're on this planet and what you hope to see happen, uh, while your molecules have manifested together. Yeah. Um, as Unicol Unicron, it is my life goal to change the entire system and entire structure of earth from greed-based reality into Unitopia. So that's going to come from inspiring individuals to change their own reality on a microcosmic scale. Uh, for each person, that's a bigger deal than a microcosm, but as a whole, um, it's a microcosmic energy. And then also through systems, through businesses and through the religion and through different endeavors that we will do as a group of people. Unicult isn't just me. It's a, it's a whole community. It's a thriving online community of like-minded people who are working every day to make the world a better place both in their own worlds and in their larger worlds through their relationships, through their businesses, through their work, and through the collaborations that they create with other Unicult members. So ultimately, my goal is to change the entire planet with as much energy as one person can possibly exert to inspire. And I also really love the idea of creating a ripple in time and, and mm. talking to my, you know, my future followers who, who are like, Unicole was on some shit, like back in 2020, you know, as a historical figure, that's huge for me because I'm from the future and I live in a very futuristic mind state. It's, it's almost very, it's very lonely actually, oftentimes because people don't understand what I'm talking about, but I know my future followers do. So that's very exciting. And, you know, really when it comes down to it, I, I sometimes have been met with this idea that we are living in a simulation and that none of this is real, that no other person is real except for me. And I'm just putting this crazy afterlife that when I tried to kill myself, I really died. You know, I, I trip out on that <laughs> sometimes. When I, when I get to that point of thinking, I say, well, at least I can have fun. And what's, what's fun for me? Like I am existing. I know that I'm existing. Maybe it's all not real. Maybe when I die, it'll just evaporate and it'll have meant nothing. And I, there was no system to change. There was no, you know, other people to change, whatever. Well, what can I say? I can say my internal state uh, was changed through the mm. joy that I had, through the fun that I had, through the lessons that I learned. And the most fun I can possibly think of having is to become a pop star cult leader. So I might as well just do that. So at the root of it, my goal is just to have fun and, and feel as good as I can feel, which is uh, spreading my message and, and being happy and, um, and being kind. Hell yeah. I support that, you know, 100%. And it has been an absolute honor to, have Unicole, the beautiful being on my podcast and, and get to just talk live. I'd love to have you back on and go even deeper. I feel like that there's like a bajillion ways and things that we could, you know, dive down. And, and I just love how free and accepting you are to, to play with some of these, uh, you know, perceptions and thoughts. And, and, uh, it's really fun, man. It's been a, a great joy for me. And, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to check out, uh, Unicole or the Unicole, the Unicole, uh, uh, like what is the best way to uh, to do those things? 
You can just Google it. We have really good SEO. Um, my website is unicornunicron.com. Also, universe.com with ones for I's and threes for E's or just Google it. Yeah, we're everywhere. And if you want to join Unicult, we we really encourage you to actually join Unicult because it's one thing to be a follower and to um, internalize this information. It's a whole other to step in and say, you know what? I'm ready to change the world. I'm ready to change my life. I'm ready to be on the level. So we're always looking for more people to uh, really step into their power and work together. Hell yeah. That's so awesome. This has been great. This has been super fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Cool. Unibless. 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 <laughs>